Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. And uh, and I'm, I'm very pleased to have uh, join us on the show uh, my friend Chris Lee. I've known Chris for quite a while. Uh, Chris is with the National Shooting Sports Foundation. Uh, and uh, and I've worked with Chris on a number of legislative issues. Uh, and Chris, first of all, welcome to the Gun Guy Show, buddy. I, welcome back, I should say. You've, not your first rodeo. No, it's good to be here. Thanks for having me, Guy. It was good to see you at the Statehouse this week. Yeah, absolutely. So, first of all, for people who aren't familiar, uh, what is the NSSF, and, and, and what really is the mission of NSSF? Right. So, NSSF is the Firearm Industry Trade Association across the country. Um, we represent about 10,000 member um, firearm industry businesses. So that, that's everything from, you know, the big manufacturers like Smith & Wesson down to your local gun shops, your local ranges, um, even firearm media um, is included in our membership. Uh, we also um, are the owner of SHOT Show. So I'm sure a lot of your listeners are aware of SHOT Show. It's where a lot of new products are unveiled each year. Um, it, it wrapped up, actually, SHOT Show wrapped up last week out in Las Vegas. We're one of the five largest trade shows out there in Vegas, and this was the largest SHOT show ever. Um, So it's good to see all the new products and a lot of our industry members. But the way we really differ from other gun groups that people typically think of is that we represent gun business, um, whereas other gun groups, um, firearm rights groups, represent gun owners. That's the big difference. Yeah, you know, it's kind of funny. I've I've gotten a, uh, I've given myself a chuckle now and then when you know I'll be uh, I'll be talking uh, or debating some anti-gun people and and uh, they'll say, well, you're a you're a member of the NRA and NRA is just NRA is just a, a you know a mouthpiece for 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 the business trying to sell guns. I go, no, that's NSSF. <laughs> but yeah. but but to the extent you you represent the retailers and manufacturers, obviously that is a big part of it. And uh, and and Lord knows that that's an industry that has been under constant attack. Uh, from a variety of sources, including in legislatures across the country and including in Congress. Um, so they need, the gun industry needs a strong industry organization like NSSF, and, and I'm thrilled they're out there, and I'm thrilled with the, the job they've done. Um, what what are some of the priorities, if you look across the whole landscape, um, and, and I know you've got legislative responsibilities uh, here in Indiana and elsewhere, but when you look across the landscape out there, what are some uh, priorities that NSSF is looking at right now? Right. So NSSF has a, a great federal team um, in D.C. working on behalf of the industry every day, uh, but I only handle state um, legislative affairs. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick to talking about the state issues that we're working on. Um, and just so everyone knows, I cover eight states throughout the Midwest, but I'm a, I'm a native Hoosier, um, love Indiana, and I worked for Congresswoman Walorski up in northern Indiana for five years. Oh, wow. Um, so know Indiana very well. And, of course, um, this past year was, it was a difficult one with um, Congresswoman Walorski's you know, car accident, tragic accident. Exactly. Um, but anyway, it's a privilege now um, to represent the firearm industry. I've been in this role since about 2019. And the issue that I, I really want to focus on today, um, 
is um, dealing with discrimination against the firearm industry. And that's something that we've been working on the last three years across the country. But there are other issues that we're working on right now. Um, a big one right now you've probably seen is that a lot of these um, very far left states are trying to um, pass laws that would allow individuals um, to sue the, the firearm industry directly. So there, we have a, a federal liability shield um, called the Protection of Lawful Commerce and Arms Act. And, and a lot of states, unfortunately, are trying to they, they think that they know a way around that. They think they know a way to go after that liability shield and, and allow individuals to, to sue the, the firearm industry every time there's a there's a shooting even if we acted lawfully through the, the entire purchase of the firearm. Um, so that's a big deal for us is pushing back on those attacks and also working in states to pass state liability shields like Indiana already has. So that, that's a big priority that we're working on. Another one is passing emergency power protections to make sure that in, in cases like COVID, governors like Governor Whitmer up in Michigan can't go around and shut down gun, gun shops. Um, during an emergency. So we were, we were happy to work with some partners in Ohio um, to get uh, emergency power protections in place um, this past session. So that was a big victory. Um, and really, those are the two big ones that I'm working on here in the Midwest. Um, but like I said, right now, our focus is it has to be pushing back on this discrimination that the industry um, is facing. Um, I don't know if you talked about it at all on, uh, you know, earlier in your show. Um, so let me know how far back you want me to go. But oh no, but the discrimination. I, it, the, yeah, you're right where we're you, right where where we want you to be, Chris, um, because that's exactly what I want to talk about. You, you and I uh, both testified in favor of House Bill. I believe it was 1008. Um, yep. uh, brought by uh, representatives Manning and Speedy, um, uh, who are uh, the chair and co-chair uh, of uh, the finance committee, uh, and that would, would, which works nicely since that's where the bill was heard, uh, and they were uh, the author and co-author on the bill as well. But uh, you, know, you and I both testified in favor of that. What what? And, and obviously, this is a, a a bill that NSSF supports, the gun industry supports. What is it that we're that we're trying to accomplish with um, House Bill 1008? Right. So back about a decade ago now, 11 years ago, um, the Obama administration really worked with the Justice Department um, to encourage banks to cut off services to the firearm industry. And it took a little while for that to take off. But in about 2016, 2017, we started to have big banks shut down services to the firearm industry. And um, some of the big ones like Citigroup from the beginning, they, they worked to recruit other banks and worked to recruit other industries to join them in, in shutting down services to the firearm industry. So, you know, they weren't banning magazines and they weren't banning uh, modern sporting rifles in Congress. So they said, we're going to, we're going to ban them on our own using our, our money and influence in the market. So, Anyway, um, today, the firearm industry is discriminated against by credit processors, banks, insurance providers. And most recently, in um, this past July, we had 10 trucking companies shut down services to the firearm industry after Senate Democrats wrote a letter just encouraging them to shut down services to the firearm industry. And it's not just guns that they're not shipping now. Um, it's firearm parts ammunition, firearm accessories. So just to give you a couple examples, um, Apple Pay um, says you can't incorporate Apple Pay in, into any website involved that um, sells firearms, weapons, or ammunition. Um, Citigroup will require that um, people that work with them do not sell firearms to someone who hasn't passed a background check. Okay, 
and they um, restrict they want they want the firearm industry to restrict the sale of firearms for individuals under the age of 21, even when that's you know legal um, with um, you know certain types of firearms. And um, Citigroup won't allow the firearm industry working with them to sell what they call high capacity magazines, but it ends up just being pretty much any magazine, you know, which are legal in most states. Um, Old Dominion Freight says we will not accept firearms, firearm component parts for shipping. And Square says that they, you can't um, use Square to process firearm, firearm parts or hardware or ammunition. Um, purchases. So this goes on. I mean, that, that's four examples, but the list, unfortunately, we're up to where really you can't keep track of the list. Uh, we got to the point where there were dozens on the list, and now it's just, it's, it's, you can't keep track of it. There's new companies every day boycotting the firearm industry in the second minute. In America, it's a big issue. So we, as an industry, said we have to push back on this. And one way we wanted to do that. Um, we called it the Firearm Industry Non-Discrimination Act, the FIND Act. And we ran that bill working with legislative partners in a lot of states um, last couple of years. And um, essentially all that bill said was if you are a company that boycotts the, the firearm industry and the Second Amendment, then we as a state will not give contracts to you. So these companies do a lot of business for the state. You know, states have a lot of money. And they do a lot of business with companies. So it's a way of saying, you know, you can continue to have your, your um, discriminatory policies if you want, no matter how wrong they are. But if you are discriminating against the Second Amendment with your company policies, then we as a state aren't going to do business with you. You're not going to take taxpayer dollars through contracts any longer. And Texas passed that law actually a year and a half ago. And um, a lot of banks had to step away from state business. But Citigroup, who, like I said, is like the original, um, one of the original boycotters in the firearm industry, um, they said, oh, no, we're in compliance with this law. And we had a big victory a week ago when um, the gov- or the attorney general in Texas uh, concluded an investigation and said, yes, you do boycott the firearm industry. The state will no longer do, do business with you. So that was our original find act. Um, and I know, Guy, you remember you testified on that. We had that bill in Indiana last year. Yeah. Um, a lot of the focus was on constitutional carry. Um, so that bill did not go anywhere, unfortunately. But we noticed last year that there were a lot of similar bills being introduced um, for other industries like the fossil fuel industry. So what we think, you know, we're, we're on special footing uh, because we're the only industry necessary to a constitutional right. Um, you know, energy security is important. Border security is important. Food security is important. And right now we see fossil fuel industry. We see the border, the private border security companies being discriminated against by people that want open borders. We see ag, animal agriculture being discriminated against by big companies that are being pressured by groups like PETA um, and, and HSUS. So anyway, we, we formed a coalition with these other groups and created, a, we're just calling it the anti-ESG bill. And I've seen, there's been over about, there's been over 70 anti-ESG bills introduced across the country in the last three weeks. So uh, big movement right now, pushing back on ESG. And Guy, if you think, do you want to explain what ESG is or do you want me to go into that? Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to go into that maybe a little bit after the break, Chris. Unfortunately, I'm okay. up against uh, a, a break I, I need to take, um, but yeah. I'll, I'll get into that a little bit. But last question before, before we let you go um, is what do you think the prospects are for this year's bill? So this year's bill is a little bit different in that it doesn't deal with state contracts. It deals with state investments. 
um, and this is specific to Indiana, a lot of states are going after contracts, but this bill says if you boycott one of those industries that I just mentioned um, and you're managing a large fund, so we see BlackRock, Vanguard, some of these big fund managers who actually are majority owner of the majority of the S&P 500, um, we see them pushing down these policies and boycotting the fire industry. So all, all this bill says is that if you are a fund manager managing state investments, which, which is worth billions of dollars, Indiana's investments are worth billions of dollars. Um, if you're a fund manager and you're pushing ESG over making money for the state of Indiana and Indiana taxpayers, then Indiana will no longer no longer allow you to manage their money, and Indiana will no longer invest in you. So it's kind of a little bit more of an indirect way to push back on on these discriminatory policies than the um, than the contract bill might have been. But we're we're extremely supportive. We appreciate Representative Manning and Representative Speedy's leadership on this issue, and it's a great way to push that push down really you know at the top, push down on these ESG policies that are anti-American and anti-Hoosier. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, before we let you go, let's just define that term. What's ESG stand for? Right. So e, the E stands for environmental. So that would mean you're not going to do uh, business with oil and gas companies any longer. The S would stand for um, social. And that could you know, mean that you're not going to do business with companies that um, push transgender activism or um, pro-abortion policies or um, – and, and then the, that's where the firearm industry would fall under. The, the mm-hmm. firearm discrimination would fall under social. So it would say, if you know, if you are part of the firearm industry, we're going to um, not do business with you. And then governance, governance um, can mean things like employee race quotas um, and social credit scores, things like that. So ESG, environmental, social governance is yeah. what it stands for. And the way I've summarized that, Chris, is uh, essentially their liberal woke policies. <laughs> it's kind exactly. of in, in, in a nutshell. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I've gone past the quarter hour, Chris, but I'm a big supporter <laughs> of you and of NSSF. I was pleased to be there to also support the bill. Uh, I'll talk a little bit more about that after the break. But thanks so much for calling in and joining us here on The Gun Guy Show. Thanks for having me. Um, have a great weekend. Absolutely. All right, we are taking a break. This is Guy Relford on the Gun Guy Show on 93 WIBC.